0: Okay, we got a call on line one. I am Dr. Fraser. Dog. Caller. I'm listening.
1: Hey, yo. You guys know who I am, but you don't know why I'm calling.
0: Okay, tell us who you are.
1: I'm calling because I'm responding to your ad that you placed on an open radio for a jobber. My name is... From the intersection of Sunset
0: Boulevard and Bass Street, Minnesota, you downloaded Name, Event, Status, Radio with your host, Mr. Beverly Hills, 90210,
1: and the Dirty Dog Dirty.
2: Welcome to Houston,
0: Texas. Welcome to the Summit, live from MainEventStatus.com, live from SoundCloud.com slash status Radio, I am Mr. Dirty Dog McMahon, joining me is a Heartbreak Daddy, daddy's Sunshine. How's it going, Dave? Oh, it's going pretty good. So I'll see, as you guys noticed, Mr. Beverly Hills is with us this week, and... He is unable to join us this week because of a family family uh, illness and all that, so he'll hopefully he'll be back next week. So to fill in is my oldest brother, Dave, joining us once again. How's it going, Dave? Oh, it's going it's going really well. How about for you? Can't complain, so I'm happy you were able to join us on our road to WrestleMania 11.
3: Oh, yeah. And I can't forget the
0: Rumble's coming up here shortly, too. In, in a few weeks. Uh, as I know... Noted in the intro. This is uh, Monday Night Raw from Houston, Texas, from the summit from Monday, January ninth, nineteen ninety-five, and it was taped the same day. So I I don't know if it was live to broadcast, but taped the same day. I like to notice on the on, on the podcast and all that. And for the network, for the intro, or for the description for the event, it's William Shatner joins Jerry the King Lawler on the King's Court. Razor Ramon, Defensive Intercontinental title, and much more. Dave, what's your memories of William Shatner in 1995?
3: Well, of uh, William Shatner in ninety five, not a whole heck of a lot.
0: Fair enough. I, as I said, I don't really, really remember uh, us watching Star Trek back in the day.
3: I was going to say, yeah, uh, I've never really gotten into watching Star Trek with Shatner in it, or sh- watching Star Trek in general. Cause I think he he was on the show to plug what Tech Wars or something like that. Uh, yeah, he was on there to yeah to plug
0: Tech Wars. I don't remember Tech Wars at all.
3: Well, yeah, it was something that po- followed Raw in '95, anyways. Yeah.
0: Then uh, be- no, before I watched this week's episode, I did a little research on Wikipedia, like as I usually do. And here are the here oh here are the results up to the event, starting out. Our taping was jerry lawler in the king's court which i thought found to be odd since it wasn't placed like that in the tape in the tape which we'll discuss a little later that's that's why i was kind of wondering if this was taped earlier in the night then you know they edited it for for broadcast and the first dark match was chris candido versus barry horowitz Now barry horowitz was a local wwe jobber and Chris Candido would have become one of the body Donnas and all oh, that. yeah, yeah. Then uh, the next dark match was Lux Luger versus Tatanka in a double countdown, which we kind of saw something similar in last week's episode with Beverly Hills that, that him and I uh, reviewed. Uh, Bret Hart defeated Owen Hart, which was interesting since what we'll see later on in the night and what we'll see you know next week on the episode. And we saw the Undertaker defeating Erwin R. Seister, which made me scratch my head since those two were supposed to be facing each other in a few weeks at the Royal Rumble. Oh yeah, yeah. Then WWF Champion Diesel defeated Mr. Backlund to retain the WWE Championship. And that was our last dark match before we before we uh, got into the show. Which. Yeah, which we might as well get into it, which which, which we got the classic raw opening. The da da ta-da-da, da 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 woo woo you woo. Know, that which I was happy about. And I guess this is our second anniversary show of Monday Night Raw.
3: Yeah, I was gonna <hang> say download. that's what Mac and Mr. Uh, WrestleMania were talking about.
0: So as you notice uh the Vin Mac welcomes us to the summit. Welcomes us us uh, to Monday Night Raw. Vince is our play-by-play man for the night, and Shawn Michaels is our colored guy, just like last week. Who And Gerla Monsun was the play-by-play man last week, and I felt like Sean had better chemistry with Vince this week. Then uh, I'm excited that, that Michaels is back as our color guy with Vince, and they went over what we will see later on on Raw tonight. Then uh, we go to some pre-recorded comments between Jerry Lawler and William Shatner. Because uh, since Shatner will be the guest on the King's Court later on tonight, And Shatner said that he's here to promote his TV show Tech Wars. Then we go to our opening contest, which I had to say is our <coughs> Man Event of the Night, Daddy Sunshine. It is for the WWF Intercontinental title, champion Razor Ramon defends his title against Double J Jeff Chart. What's your or not double J Jeff Jarrett gets Owen Hart. Yeah, one King, one. I, I was
3: gonna, I was gonna say you were
0: messing up here a little bit, aren't we? Yeah. So it's what's your memories of Razor Ramon and of Owen Hart?
3: Oh, uh, I was gonna say not much between that rivalry. I remember more the rivalry of uh, Owen Hart and Stone Cold when Stone Cold broke his neck, when Owen you know piledriving them in the mat or Stone Cold ninety seven.
0: Yeah, that right. I was gonna say for the Razor Owen. Rivalry, I don't remember too much of that one. So I don't I guess with the Raza that we've reviewed so far, I think this is the first time I remember seeing them have a match. And with what we will see later on the match, I was surprised that those two connected as well as they did in the match. Oh yeah, definitely. What's your thoughts on the color scheme that Razor was wearing with the black trunks with yellow gold uh, trim or as a second color?
3: Uh, to me, kind of, well, the like the razor part should have been more of a goldish, more of a goldish tint to it instead, yeah. of, instead of the yellowish gold. But that's just kind of like my
0: personal opinion on it. I noticed that it like his Pyro didn't go off as quick as he assumed it would have.
3: Oh, yeah, I, I
0: noticed that too. And one another, another note that I noted before the match started was I love how the ramp was on the hard camera side for so we so the so the entrance stage was the center shot of uh, from from the hard camera which I liked. Yeah. I uh, kinda of talked about, you know, last week Beverly and I kinda of talked about how they were in a high school gymnasium and this week how they're in the summit, How Beverly and I kinda of talked about camera shots. I noticed yeah noticed with this week that there were some empty seats in the you know, like behind the announcers and I also noticed that the hard camera side didn't look like there was really that many people behind the you know on that side.
3: I was gonna say I
0: didn't notice too much of the audience, but because well, that's what I've noticed because they really didn't shoot for, you know from that towards that side. So I kind of assumed that wasn't there wasn't that many people on that. So I least WWE did a good job on making it look like they're at full capacity, even oh, if they right, weren't. Right, right. And uh, right away at the start, how Owen grabbed the belt and taunts with it, and Razor attacked him from behind, starting the match, and all that. Then uh, Razor was going to hit Owen with the title to get himself DQ'd but the were all free grab the belt right away to make sure Razor doesn't lose right away.
3: By the way the rep was Earl Hebner. Was it?
0: Yeah. I guess I didn't take note of that. I was going to
3: say I wrote that down and yeah the Earl Hebner was the rep of that match.
0: I know oh, right away the first opening moments of the match that it was a fast paced match which I really liked. Yeah. One spot that, that made the crowd laugh was when Razor moved out of the way when Owen sent him. Oh I assume that Razor was in the corner, and Owen was going to run at him and uh, shoulder first, and Razor moved. You know, oh, that's, that's Owen yeah, sent Ol- shoulder first. Yeah, that's when Owen bit that turnbuckle. Which uh, made the crowd laugh, which kind of made me chuckle a little bit. Yeah, well, same here. Owen had uh, Razor had Owen in an arm twist. He was running his shoulder into Owen's and all that, wearing Owen's arm down. And one move I found to be awesome was when Owen was coming out back, or Owen was coming back from being sent to the ropes, and uh, Razor punched him right in the Right in the face, and sent uh, Owen to the mat. Michaels mentioned no one has a punch like Razor Ramon McMahon. Then, so the one thing I really liked was the punches that Scott Hall had. Oh the, yeah, the right hands that how he sold them were pretty great, and Owen was great on taking bumps too. So oh yeah, that's why I really like the, the chemistry in this night. Uh, Razor hit the fallaway slam. The fans were excited to see it. Razor uh, started this up for the Razor's Edge. And Owen back body dropped him to the outside outside the ring. Owen hit a suicide dive to Razor, and sent Razor back in the ring. Owen, Owen jumped off the top rope, the cross body, and Razor rolled through with it, and only got a two count, which, w- which looked pretty smooth. The Vin man sent us to a commercial break, and we come back with Owen worked on Razor in the corner, and he sent him to the opposite corner and hit him with the insiguri and McMahon shouted, "What a maneuver!" Which was makes me smile, which is why I was happy to see Vince back. Yeah. That that move, that instigree would would uh, injure Shawn Michaels years later. You know, because of the whole uh, being beat up by the, all those uh, uh, army dudes. Oh, well, and I went for a two count, and Razor got his foot on the rope, on the bottom rope, and also broke up the count. There's a nice spinning uh, heel hook, and McMahon shouts again, What a maneuver! Benny Mac never. And yeah, that also made me smile when Vince yells that out. Owen hits a flying crossbody that looked kind of odd. And it seemed like when uh, Owen landed, Owen seemed... Or it's just like when things landed, Owen seemed kind of confused about it, too. So I don't know if there was a bone spot or not. Owen jumped on Razor's back and slapped on the sleep hold, thanks to Bill Mercer. And uh, Razor, who counted with the sides to uh, play, thanks Lance Russell. Do you even know who Bill Mercer or Lance Russell are?
3: Do I know? There must be Booker's or something?
0: No, uh, Bill Mercer was a play-by-play man for WCCW, and Lance Ross was a play-by-play man for uh, Memphis. No. I was yeah. going to
3: say, now I know who they are, but previous to this, I didn't know who they were.
0: So at the end of the match came when uh, Razor Mode hits a nice choke slam, and both fall, to, fall down from their feet for being exhausted. Razor did set up, uh, did get up and set on up to the top turnbuckle. Owen countered and dropped Razor on, down from a top rope low blow. Owen got out to the top room, Hit a n- nice missile drop kick. Owen set up. Uh, Owen set, went for the sharp shooter and Got that slapped on. Uh, on to uh, Razor. When who came out? His older brother Brett. Brett. And Brett came out and attacked him for the disqualification. And Jeff Jarrett and the Roadie came out and went after Razor since those two be facing each other at the Rumble and two, that we would be covering in two podcasts and all that. So the winner, the disqualification was Owen Hart in, in the. And Razor moon retains the title. I rated this match three and three-four stars.
3: Me, I rated this. It's a solid three and a half for me.
0: I know for me, I love this match. A great opening. Both men were great and helped carry this match. The noticed tied in the storylines when uh, with the run-ins at the end of the night and you know, all that. And these two men had a better chemistry than what I ever expected. Because I never thought. Even now, back in '95, I never thought to see Owen Hart and Razor Moon face each other. I never thought those two would have a good match. Then we go to uh, Todd Petgill for the Royal Rumble report, which we'll be sending to him right now. <laughs>
4: Howard, huh? The Clash of the Titans. Eh, Sticks and stones, rubber and glue. When they finally go at it, they won't know what to do. Anyway, welcome back, folks. Todd Pettengill with your WWF Royal Rumble Report. Here's hoping your new year is going to be a great one. I know mine is. It already is. I just sold my Vega. My car, I got a hundred bucks for it. Now I got a nice little down payment for that moped I've had my eye on. Banana seat, Streamers on the handlebars well, You see me coming down the road Alright folks, unbelievable as it may seem We are only two weeks away From the 1995 WWF Royal Rumble Spectacular Yeah, it all happens Sunday, January 22nd 7 o'clock Eastern, 4 Pacific And totally live from the Sun Dome in Tampa, Florida Exclusively on pay-per-view cable TV Pick up the phone right now And call your local cable company to place your order uh, their phone numbers right on your last cable bill? Trust me, you do not want to miss this one going to be the world's largest beach party and a night of unforgettable wwf action because this year pamela anderson from the hit tv show baywatch will act as the official host for the evening and by the way uh, ignore the tabloids there's nothing going on between pam and me i've been telling people this all weekend we had dinner we talked that was it okay tiramisu for dessert and we went our separate ways But this is the beginning of yet another story. Two superstars who represent the new WWF generation will go at it for the WWF Championship at the Royal Rumble Spectacular. Big Daddy Cool Diesel puts the title on the line against the hitman Bret Hart. Now, this match is more than just the jackknife against the sharpshooter. It's more than just the two most popular superstars in the World Wrestling Federation locking up. This match is, well, it's everything, and both competitors know it.
2: I feel great. I feel 100% and I've never, ever felt better. You know, I'm so happy about coming back into the ring this week, but you know what? The best news that I've got is the fact that Diesel, being a jam-up champion, has given me a clear shot in the Royal Rumble, one-on-one. It's gonna be Diesel with his uh, jackknife and the hitman, you know, that I'll be bringing the sharpshooter. We're gonna find out, Diesel, who is the best in the World Wrestling Federation. You know, on to other things this week, I can't wait to get in action, because Owen, you're the first one on my hit list. After I get done with you, brother, you're going to think that you've been paid a visit by this guy. You know what? The Excellence of Execution. Can't wait to get back in action. And in Houston, Texas, this Monday night, I'll be back on Monday Night Raw. Hey, Brett, Big Daddy Cool here. Haven't seen much of you lately. Gotta be bored. You know... Listen real quick. Get a little closer, Brett. Come on up by the TV screen there. I'm going to do you a little favor. Since you're so bored, how about we play a little game? We got two weeks to the rumble. Let's play a little game here. All right. I'm the game show host, Big Daddy Cool, and we're going to play Word Association. You know how it goes? I say something, you say the first thing. You got it? All right, here we go. Brett. I know it's your first name, Brett. No, that's not what... With- okay. Okay. I got the answers here, so you got to, you know, bear with me. Now, I got Brett Maverick. Brett and Bart Maverick, the Maverick brothers, tag team, huh? Eh? while back. Okay. Ah, eh, you were wrong. Okay, second one. Hitman. Huh? Eh? No, Brett. Ah, wrong again. Now, maybe in Alberta, you're the hitman. I grew up in Detroit, Brett. It's Tommy, the hitman. Hurts. Tommy Town, you know the guy that got robbed by Duran. All right, last one. I'll give you a couple more. Heart. I know it's your last you play my game, right? I know what your last name. I'll give that one to you, but I got, I don't. Know, a heart attack, heartache. Got to roll it. How about heart to heart? How about you got to have heart? Uh, I won't sing, but you know what I mean. All right. This is the bonus question, Brett. World Wrestling Federation Champion. (coughs) Brett, wrong again. Not you. Me. Big Daddy Cool. Walking into the rumble with the gold. And, brother, walking out. See you in tampa
4: boy i tell you there is no question diesel is ready but i don't know maybe it's me does the hitman seem a little despondent maybe it's just because you know i haven't seen him in a while but he seems so totally focused on destroying owen i hope he doesn't look past big daddy cool because obviously this is a very very important match for the hitman bret Hart. Now, also at this year's WWF Royal Rumble Spectacular, the Intercontinental title goes up for grabs as well. As the bad guy, Razor Ramon, defends against Music City's own Double J Jeff Jarrett, who we heard from in that terribly interesting interview a little earlier on. But let's face it, both Razor and Double J have a reputation for doing whatever it takes to win, which should make for an unbelievably competitive matchup. You will also see The Undertaker face IRS. Now, let's take you back a couple of weeks to Monday Night Raw as IRS and the Druids arrive at ringside after an Undertaker match. Look at this. There is no question Irwin is playing mind games with the Undertaker. The only question is, will the Druids have an impact in the match, or will the Undertaker claim yet another victim... The dark side. All right, let's switch gears here and get right into it. Let's talk about the actual Royal Rumble match itself, which is my personal favorite of the entire year. 30 awesome WWF superstars will draw numbers to determine their order of appearance in the match. It's all about the luck of the draw. We begin with two superstars in the ring. Then, every 60 seconds thereafter, that's one minute, another superstar comes down the aisle. That means 30 guys in 30 minutes. The only way you can be eliminated is by being thrown over the top rope and having your feet touch the floor. It is definitely every man for himself. We're not talking about friends or partners or brothers or cousins or anything. Only 29 other guys to beat. And remember, the winner of this prestigious match gets an automatic title shot at WrestleMania 11. Now this year, Pamela Anderson will be the host. Talk about this a little bit she will also walk the winner of the Royal Rumble match down the aisle at WrestleMania 11. There's a whole bunch to talk about. Let me run the field of competitors as it stands right now for this year's Royal Rumble match. We begin with last year's co-winner with a hitman, made in the USA, Lex Luger. The awesome King Kong Bundy. Doink! The clown who will be Dinkless. Former WWF champion Bob Backlund.
2: ...who appears more confident than ever. I want to make one thing clear. I have repudiated myself from the new generation of the WWF. And everybody knows that I was at a nadir point in my life just a short time ago. But I'm coming out of the recession. I'm fighting back. I'm showing my resilience. And my society's gonna reign in the Royal Rumble, and I will once again be your champion.
4: You will also see the martial arts expert Quang, Adam Bomb, Duke the Dumpster Drossi, a blast from the past, the legendary Dick Murdoch. From Bitters, Arkansas, comes Hulge Henry Godwin, Aldo Montoya, the Portuguese Man of War. The British Bulldog, Davey Boy Smith, Moe, and Mabel from Men on a Mission. You will also see the 1-2-3 Kid, Bob Sparkplug Holly, and the Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels, who is never at a loss for words.
2: Well, let the games begin. The Royal Rumble in Tampa, Florida can officially get underway because the Heartbreak Kid, yours truly, has been officially entered, and I got news for you, it doesn't take a brain surgeon to figure out who's gonna be the one cat in the ring when it's all said and done, and guess what? The World Wrestling Federation wants to make it tough on me? Wonderful. I'm gonna go through all 30 of your superstars, and eventually, you're gonna have to deal with the man you can't stand. But you're gonna have to deal with me anyway. The H.B. Kid, the winner of the Royal Rumble. Now, folks,
4: let's take a look at some new WWF superstars signed on for this year's Royal Rumble match. It's the return of Kona Crush. Also, Mentor. I wonder who this guy is. You will also see the anvil, Jim Neidhart. And as announced last Monday night on Raw, he announced it himself. Owen Hart, the king of hearts, says he'll be part of the 1995 WWF Royal Rumble match. You know what? There's also a chance we could see Billy and Bart, the Smoking Guns, enter the Royal Rumble match. They didn't compete in the tag team tournament earlier on this weekend because of Bart's rodeo accident. Anything can happen. This is shaping up to be an incredible night of WWF action. Remember, in addition to all we've talked about, the finals for that WWF tag team tournament will also take place at this year's Royal Rumble Spectacular. It's just two weeks away, Sunday, January 22nd, from the Sun Dome in Tampa, Florida, 7 Eastern, 4 Pacific, totally live on pay-per-view. If I were you, I'd get on the horn and call my cable company to place an order. I mean, you gotta start the new year off the right way. What better way to do it than with the World Wrestling Federation, the global leader in pay-per-view television. Alright, folks, stay with us. Still to come here this week, it's the bad guy, Razor Ramon, and we are 30 seconds away from the bar. Henry Godwin, straight from Bitters, Arkansas, to your living room. Next.
0: And we're back from the Royal Rumble report with Todd and That seemed kind of odd. I don't think that was from Monday Night Raw, but hey, whatever. This is the Royal Rumble report. Do some of what Pettengale said. You know, there will be a the, – the, he claimed that WWF is an innovator pay-per-view. Okay, Todd. And he talked, you know plugs the Rumble match and goes over the rules just in case we didn't know what they were. Todd plugged that, uh, that Pamela Anderson is showing up being the host of the Royal Rumble. She was pretty good, good looking back then.
3: Yeah, that's a key word back then.
0: You know the titles, plugged the intercontinental title match between Razor and Double J, a match between the Undertaker and IRS, and the WWF title match between Diesel and Bret Hart. Uh, the Royal Rebels on January the twenty second, and back in nineteen ninety five. Then we go to an interview with Diesel. Diesel mentioned that that uh, he and the fans will see next week if Bret Hart. Has changed since Bret Hart. I think next week on TV would be Bret Hart's first time he'd be back on TV since Survivor Series when he lost the title to Bob Backlund. Then at the end of the interview, uh, Diesel said, "Bret, see you in Tampa," which made me kind of laugh. Yeah,
3: I was going to say that. Then Diesel also mentioned some about how much ring rust Bret would have. Yeah. So
0: we will see that next week on the on the on Monday Night Raw next week on the podcast then uh, Vince sends us to a commercial. Then we come back with the King already back in the ring uh, for the King's Court. With, oh, Shatner. Oh, no, 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 no. I'll take that back. While there's backstage, you know, you know, that, and telling Shatner that if he disrespects the King tonight in the King's Court, the King will beat him up. Then we go to Hakushi with Sinjai against Matt Hardy. And this was Hakushi's uh, first match in the WWF who... His gimmick was, I think, well, I don't know, Hakushi, I think in Japanese, is like White Angel or something like that. He was a, uh, first a silent assassin and all that, and, you know, from Japanese ascent, and supposed to be a great tactical wrestler. He would go on in a few months to face Bret Hart on behalf of Jerry Lawler. And, and yes, this is uh, Matt Hardy the Jobber. And, uh, Haku- yeah, this is Hakushi's first Monday Night Raw match, and I believe... This is his first match here on main event status radio. And I think this is the first singles match Matt Hardy also had here that we reviewed on the podcast. Before the, before the bell, Hakushi hit Matt Hardy with a spinning kick. Uh, Matt Hardy looked kind of odd with his neon green and white tights and short hair. Didn't look like the Matt Hardy would come to know years later. Hakushi uh, uh, hit a nice sweet chin music and goes to the top rope and hits a flying shoulder. The finish came when Hakushi jumps over the top rope, uh, splashing Matt Hardy, and scores a victory. This match sucked.
3: I was going to say, I definitely agree with the other. It was definitely a one-sided match.
0: Uh, yeah, the winner is Hakushi, and I read star, surprisingly enough, one half of a star. That this was a jobber match. Matt didn't fight back or anything. I guess it's a good, okay debut match. Whatever. And when we go to a commercial break and come back, and the king is back in the ring for another edition of the king's court. McMahon and uh, Ma- McMahon and Michaels talk over him over oh, the king last week, just like Gorilla and Michaels did, you know, from the week before. But it wasn't as bad as the week before, or it wasn't as bad as last week, in my opinion. Uh, the kid uh, p- puts over Shatner a while. It puts over Shatner before Shatner come- came out. Then, let's see. Then, yeah, Shatner came out. Said that he's impressed to be on Lawler's talk show and all that. La di da di da, and pretty much that Lawler was disrespecting Shatner. Shatner got tired of it, pushed him down, put him in a hammer lock, set him in the corner, and all that fun stuff. What's your overall thoughts on the King's Court?
3: Yeah, well, to me, yeah, the King's Court could have been could have been a heck of a lot worse, but like other previous King's
0: Courts. But yeah, because I don't know Lawler was talking about. Tech wars and they really didn't say what what tech wars was all about.
3: Yeah, that they didn't. and I kind of got a good kick out of when uh Shatner made the whopper comment.
0: Yeah, and uh also made me laugh was to see uh Shatner hit Lawler with a monkey flip at the end and how Lawler's legs hit the ropes and all that. And then uh Brett came out and helped out and you know, was Shatner's backup and Double J and the Roadie came out and was defending uh defending Lawler. Then we go to a, another commercial break where uh, I saw the network version. They showed uh, Pamela, you know, the Royal Rumble commercial with Pamela Anderson. And we, yeah, they, they go to a commercial break. Then we come back to a match with King Kong Bundy against Gary Sabug,
3: Something like that. I put down in my nose Gary somebody.
0: Gary, yeah, Gary what's his name? Uh, King, I felt King Kong Bunny looks scary when they do a close-up of him. Uh, Gary's bold has a mullet, has green tights, uh, white knee pads, and uh, white boots. What's your thoughts about that attire?
3: Well, to me, that attire doesn't make much sense, but I guess I just figured it would work well together.
0: And uh, just like the Hakushi match, this was another jobber match. The bell rings. King Kong Bunny kicks, punches, and sends him to the corner. Does him attack, sends him to the other corner. Avalanche... One, two, three, the match is over.
3: Yeah, the match was over just as fast as it started.
0: So the winner is King Kong Bundy and I ready this match. Dave Meltzer's famous dud. Yeah, oh, this is more than just a dud. But yeah, because I thought this wasn't really much of a match. Then we, uh, the, yeah, the King Kong Bundy rolls out of the ring and gets in the face of McMahon and Michaels. I couldn't understand them, which I was happy with. Sean mentions that Pamela won't, won't walk down the aisle with King Kong Bundy which makes me laugh since both guys are in the Royal Rumble in a few weeks. And we go to a commercial break with the W... Go to a commercial break and we see a commercial for WWF Raw Super Nintendo, which I remember we used to rent and we owned back in the day, which I had a lot of fun playing with you and Nate back in the day, and I remember getting pissed off that you guys always beat me and all that. And we come back with a tape team title tournament bracket and see some highlights from WWF superstars from this past weekend. Then we see the Bushwalkers pumping up Howard, back, Howard Finkel backstage. Then Done Dunn's backstage with Harvey Wimpleman pumping him up in the locker room. Then they go to a commercial break. We'll be right back.
1: The following announcement has been paid for by the New World Order. This is the Dirty Dog Darcy of
0: Many Event Status Radio. And I am here to tell you listeners of Many Event Status Radio that you guys should be off the grid like Jesse the Body Ventura that way, the NSA can't track you guys, can't trace your calls, and cannot figure out why you guys are listening to the greatest podcast of all, Event Status Radio here on com. After a hard night's work of back-breaking labor, the first thing I grab of the fridge is an ice-cold can of Mellow Yellow. This 12-ounce can of love cools me right off and mellows me down after a long night of stacking boxes perfectly. You want to cool off for a hard day's work or be mellow like me, a Dirty Dog Darcy of Main Event Status Radio? Grab a can of Mel Yolo, crack it open, and stay classy. And we're back here on Main Event Status Radio. I am the Dirty Dog Darcy. Mr. Beverly Hills is unavailable to make it this week because due to a family illness... Joining me is Daddy Sunshine. How's it going, Daddy?
3: is uh, it going? How about for you?
0: Can't complain. So we're here in the mid-event match, a tuxedo match with Harvey Wimpleman with his seconds for the night, well done, versus Howard Finkel with the Bushwhackers. Do you have any memory of well done?
3: I was going to say, I was kind of wondering who that tag team was that was with Harvey. I still can't figure out who in the world they were. Do you have any memory of Harvey Wimpleman? Very little.
0: What do you remember of them as?
3: Kind of like one of those pain in the rear end managers. What's your thoughts on the
0: Bushwhackers?
3: They were kind of like one of those
0: R.A. tag teams back in the 90s. Did you know them Did you know them before WWF as the Sheep Herders? No. Okay. So I guess back before they became the Bushwhackers in the WWF, they were a pretty vicious tag team as the Sheep Herders, and they were pretty violent. In ways they were kind of like um, Abdullah the Butcher or Bruiser Brody. On you know being absolutely vicious, or I guess like Cactus Jack oh, right. for more current fans, and uh, you know being vicious and bloodied up his opponents and all that. So that's what the Bushwhackers were. And what what's your memory and thoughts of Howard Finkel?
3: Well, Howard Finkel, I would say he 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 would make a good uh he or made a good ring announcer.
0: Yeah, I really liked Howard Finkel and and all that. I I'm happy that. Even though it's just once a year, I'm happy to bring him back for every WrestleMania to at least introduce the Hall of Fame class each year.
3: All right. I was going to say, I definitely remember the thing for those of us that know him for that that nickname.
0: Yeah, because I I always enjoy going back to watch these older WWF shows. Because, you know, I guess the same thing with you. Howard was the voice of my childhood. In, in respect to the WWF shows. Oh, right, definitely, yeah. You know, nothing against guys like, well, I guess it's just Lily Garcia, and I think her name is Eden, who would be Cody Cody Rhodes' real-life wife, who are doing the announcing nowadays. But to me, it's just not the same as, you know, I guess as Howard Finkel and all you know, that, Mike McGurk, who was before, the gal before him. Oh, right. If you, if you remember... Uh, a blonde lady announcer from, like, WWF WWE superstars back in, like, the early 90s, late 80s, early 90s. I was,
3: was going to say, I don't remember the blonde too horribly well.
0: Then, uh, yeah, then uh, we talked about how Harvey and Howard well done in Bushwhackers. Howard comes down to the Bushwhackers theme song and does their uh, does, does their arm-whacking thing, which made me laugh. Uh, and then, then the match starts that Harvey's jacket gets stripped off right away, which didn't take too long, and... Wasn't really that impressive of, of a maneuver,
3: right? I was gonna say uh, it didn't take very long for those two to be become mostly undressed,
0: and they roll around on the mat trying to strip one another. And Howard trying to trying to get, uh, trying to get uh, Harvey's Wimple, uh, Harvey's shirt off, and you can see that Whippleman's wearing red undies, which was gross. As I guess Howard is too. And all that fun stuff. So yeah, they just, just roll around each other, roll around on the mat trying to trip each other down. And we see um, Finkel's pants are starting to fall off, and you can see on the back of his red undies was the letters R A W for Raw Monday Night Raw, and all that. And I guess that yeah, that, that's also on the on on Wimpelman's uh, undies too, which I found to be gross that both men had Raw on the back of their undies. Uh, they, uh, towards the end, though, both guys got down to their undies and bow ties, and all that, and how, and all that good stuff. And I don't know how they can strip each other down and only leave their bow ties. But uh, Harvey thought he won, but when uh, Finkel still had his conquer bun on, so Howard uh, hits him and, with an electric chair and strips off whatever whatever Whippleman's uh, still wearing, and Finkel wins. And this might be the lowest rating I ever gave a main event. And I gave, you know So Howard Finkel won in a main event. And I rated this match one 100th one of a star.
3: You're being generous on this one, aren't you? What can
0: I say? It was what it was. I'm happy it wasn't any longer than what it was. Well,
3: yeah, same here. I was going to say, for me, i give it a whole big zero for a, a dud of a match.
0: So after the match, that... Howard Finkel and the Bushwalkers do the Bushwalker dance to to the Bushwalker theme song. McMahon goes over what we'll see next week on Monday Night at Raw. It'll be Brett Hartford's Double J Jeff Jarrett. They talk about how Bret Hart costs Owen the title tonight as well. Uh, Shatner will be in Brett Hart's corner next week. I guess that would mean that uh, last week and this week's uh, Raw was taped together. No surprise. And then we'll see a commercial put it over Brett Hartford's Double J next week which I really, really, really enjoy Raw's back then, you know, doing hyping up the following week. Uh, and so, yeah, we come back with Shawn Michaels' jaw jacking the crowd a little bit. Vince brings them back, and they talk about what we saw tonight on Raw and what will come next week on Raw. Dave, what is your thoughts on Shawn Michaels' mullet?
3: Well, I was going to say mullets were pretty popular in the 90s because, heck, even I had one back then.
0: Uh, Jeff Jarrett came down and talked to Tata Michaels's microphone, and Double J out Shatner, and then calls out Brett. Double J says that Shatner will wish he was on the set of tech wars ne- after next week, and then the show goes out the air. In ways I missed Rod's ending like this, with commentators going over what happened, what we'll see next week, and ways going out on a. On a uh, uh, I guess going off the show with a. Oh, cliff note or whatever, or going off wanting us to come back next week to watch more. Oh, right, like on a cliffhanger Yeah, cliff, cliffhanger, game? yeah. And I guess what's your th- thoughts on Mick, uh, McMahon and Michael starting out the show, ta- telling us what we'll see, what's your thoughts on them, closing the show with what we saw and what we'll see next week? Well,
3: like you said, that's kind of a pretty good cliffhanger for wanting you to tune in the following week to see, you know, what now, what now will happen.
0: I wish we would see... I wish Ron nowadays would do stuff like that. But, whatever. Right. So, we will be back right after this for our main event status segment, our main event status star, our job of, of the week, and more. We'll be back
1: right after this. The following announcement has been paid for by the New World Order. Welcome to the Royal Rumble Report with me, the Dirty Dog, Pettingale Gail, Colin, from the University of South Florida here in Tampa, Florida. I am checking out this campus. Sometimes I go back to school to get my uh, get my doctorate in philosophy, and I just got done hanging out with some beautiful women in the philosophy department. So i think I can keep this a little bit quick. So we are here in Tampa, Florida. Oh, well, I'm here in Tampa, Florida, checking out the campus for the, for the USF Sun Dome here a few weeks because the Dirty Dog Darcy and Mr. Beverly Hills will be reviewing the 1995 Royal Rumble from the Sun Dome here at University of South Florida. So, you everybody, call your cable providers or the WWE Network to get things set up to watch the Royal Rumble with us, Mr. Beverly Hills and me, The Dirty Dog Darcy, because it will be, ha- be a happening on Sunday, January 22nd, 1995, from here the U.S. USF Sun Dome here in Tampa, Florida. I am so excited because Pamela Anderson from Baywatch will be hosting the Royal Rumble this year. I can't wait. She's so gorgeous. She's so hot. I can't wait. And here are the matches for the for the night. The Intercontinental Title will be defended with the champion Razor Ramon against Double J Jeff Jarrett. I hope. She, I hope. Ray Spermone defeats a country star punk because I don't like people who are trying to use the WWF or many status radio to platform to their music career. What a loser. Also, on the night, The Undertaker will take on Erwin R. Scheister from the Million Dollar Corporation. All the only thing I want to say is I wonder if the Druids will play a part in their match. Also, in the, the WWF Tag team Title Tournament Finals. that uh, Shawn Michaels' knees were the Tag team Champions out of Survivor Series this past year. They broke up Diesel and the WWF Title, so they had to fight for their titles. I'm so excited to see what teams will be in the finals. I'm excited to see who will win. Also, for the main event, the WWF Title, putting Champion Diesel, Big Daddy Cool, and Bret Hart for the title. Bret Hart wants the title against Bob backman the Series, and he wants his title back. I'm excited to see how this match plays out. Also, finally, the match I'm looking forward to is the WWE Royal Rumble match. Let me explain the rules, everybody. Every 60 seconds, a new competitor will be into the Royal Rumble. The quickest match so far? So far, up-to-date for the Royal Rumble match. Also, to be eliminated, you got to be thrown over the top rope, and both feet have to touch the floor. Not one, not a half, but both feet had to touch full the floor to be eliminated. Also, the last superstar remaining will be the winner who will get a title shot for WrestleMania 11. A few of the competitors for the Rumble that have been announced are the Blues Brothers, the Bushwalkers, Mr. Bob Backlund, who's my it. Owen Hart, Lex Luger, Doink, King Con Bundy, the British Bulldog, Shawn Michaels, and Dick Murdoch. Like I said, I'm just wrapping up here in the philosophy department, checking out, going to attempt the time to get my PhD here at University of South Florida. I got wrap it up because there's a hot chick. There. It's pretty cute, I attempt to get a number, so I just want to talk to her while well, she wants well, her philosophy. I'm telling you, so I'll just spend some with her. Talk to you guys later. Hope you guys enjoy the Royal World Report.
5: Bye. Has Vince brainwashed all these guys? <laughs> thing is the, the I'm sick of these promos. The guys that are just so angry at somebody for doing something that's not wrestling. <laughs> He's done it all. That is so Vince McMahon. Yes, it is. That, is. that is Vince McMahon to a T. Your life. <laughs> Should be pro wrestling. It should be pro wrestling when you wake up. It should be pro wrestling when you eat your breakfast. It should be pro wrestling when you eat your lunch. It should be pro wrestling in the airports, obviously. It should be pro wrestling on the airplane, which we've seen many times. It should be pro wrestling in the arenas. It should be pro wrestling afterwards at the hotel. And it should be pro-wrestling when you go to bed. And then you start over again the next day. The idea that you would want to have anything in your life that's not pro-wrestling is such an appalling thing to Vince McMahon. That's why so many careers have gone awry. Have gone off the rails. That's why guys aren't with the company right now. Because they want to do something that wasn't wrestling. Vince cannot handle this. So now it has to be a storyline every week. How dare you go write a book? How dare you? you write a book? How dare you do Dancing with the Stars? Wow! How dare you go out there and bring the WWE brand into the mainstream by being a WWE superstar on Dancing with the Stars? How dare you? Now I have to hear it. It's so one thing when you have to hear with John Cena and The Rock. Now I gotta hear with John Cena and The Rock and with CM Punk and Chris Jericho. I'm
2: going to Wrestlemania!
5: So hopefully, I never have to hear it again. Yeah, have not, hobbies, everybody. It's healthy.
2: <laughs> he's telling the whole world that I'm wake up in a sweat, Woo! my clothes in a pile on the floor, all oh, my baby dolls in a frenzy because he's gonna take this from me and I'll say it again: I'm going to WrestleMania.
5: All right, everybody. We're gonna wrap it up for today.
1: I'll we'll be back
0: uh, tomorrow. And we're back here for our final segment of Medevent Event Status Radio. I am the Dirty Dog Darcy. Joining me is my oldest, my oldest brother, Daddy Sunshine.
3: Uh, how's it going for you? Because I'm go- It's going good for me here in sunny Tampa.
0: Oh yeah, Tampa or, or Houston or wherever wh- we're at. Houston, Texas. Here in the summit, which is fun to do a podcast here At the backstage portion of the summit here in Mister McMahon's office. So yeah, we talked a little bit about Raw. So, unless we do a min event status of in our jobber, and I'll start with my jobber. My jobber has to be Gary. What's his name? Because he only lasted maybe ten seconds with King Kong Bundy. What a loser! I can't even pronounce his last name. Segabo? Well, his last name is spelled S A B A U G H. Again, his last name is spelled S A B A U G H. How in the hell do you even pronounce that? I assume it's Polish or German or something or another. Gary, what's his name? He's my jobber. Daddy, who would be your jobber for the night?
3: I gotta agree with you on that. With Gary, whatever his last name is, and he's he's definitely a jobber tonight.
0: And my main event, my main event status stars is a four way tie. This between well, my first two would be Owen Hart and Razor Ramon because they put on a great opening match. And even if the rest of the car would try, they could even touch them. And we saw Prince three crappy matches the rest of the night, three jobber matches. So the rest of the car could not even touch them, no matter how hard they tried. Sorry, you know, sorry King Kong Bundy and and all all that good stuff. My other two uh, main eventers are Shawn Michaels and Vince McMahon because I felt like they had better chemistry than Michaels and Gorilla from last week. And I felt like, especially with the the last three matches on Raw were jobber matches. McMahon and Michaels put made Raw easier easier to digest. What's who who would be your main event st- set of stars for this week?
3: Oh, from for me, it would definitely be you know like you, how you mentioned Owen and Razor. Those are my two guys that I'm going to go with tonight for my main event stars, just because of their chemistry and how well they did their match.
0: Okay, then we might as well do a like I do with Beverly Hills every week, a past-to-present segment where I brought some random questions. I don't remember if I ever talked to you about this before. That's on the podcast. The uh, only time we saw the WWF champion Diesel on this episode was during the Royal Rumble report for a pre-tape interview. What's your thoughts on... I guess, you know, TV would be different now, but what's your thoughts on back then how uh, we, we, we very rarely see, saw the WWF champion, to now, with Rob being three hours a week, or three hours a night, or I guess a week, and Spectre being two hours a week, what's your thoughts on us barely seeing the WWE champion now?
3: Well, well, back then, let's say the early 90s, I think it worked quite well. And, uh, yeah, because how it worked quite well back then, and how now, you know, recently, how the champion was always... There and doing whatever he always did, all no, that fun stuff. Well, are you so. saying
0: that it worked back then because he didn't have that many hours of programming? Yeah, compared to now.
3: Well, yeah, well, yeah, definitely about the programming because back then it was what an
0: hour or two. It was hour of raw that I think they had, like wrestling super, wrestling challenge, which was an hour, and superstars, which was an hour, or well, something like that. And those two matches were much j- jobber jobber late matches.
3: All right. Well, yeah, yeah. That's my point is you know about the whole programming. Thing where, where back then, nineties, three hours for three show, yeah, three hours for a total of three shows, compared to three hours, for just Monday Night Raw now. And
0: what's your thoughts on? I guess we kind of talked about this, but what's your thoughts on you know, well, I guess then you know, early '95, WCW wasn't really much of a threat like it would be a year and a half later. Yeah, I guess even a year later in early '96. Well, you know, WWE nowadays doesn't really have much of competition. Well, what's your thoughts on, I guess, Robbing one hour long and nothing else? And nowadays when Rob's three hours long, and they still have a second show.
3: Well, yeah, not for, let's say for now, they should actually, in my opinion, they should shrink down Rob, right, let's say maybe two hours tops. And you want to have SmackDown maybe an hour. Just not kind of reduce it by an hour, maybe two. Since you know, like you were saying, you know WWE has no real competition because TNA and ROH and all that—they're not you know no major threat.
0: Yeah, because even you know, I, I assume this was a pre-taped Raw from earlier the Night that they edited it up before you know sent to the USA Network you know the same night to air. And this what this didn't have a overlay like we normally do now, like we usually see. Raw go ten fifteen minutes after the hour. It was nice because uh, I, I think Raw should be done by top of the uh, top of the third hour. Oh right. You know, even if they go to go back to two hours, they should keep it in two hours and that's it. Because they they had the overlap into the you know the next hour because they're trying to get the WCW Nitro fans back then. Oh. After after Nitro ended so. Raw doesn't need that anymore, the last extra 10, 15 minutes anymore.
3: Well, you got a valid point there. So where they should, by the way, and top of the hour, like you're saying, yeah. instead of trying to steal away, you know, viewers from other shows and whatnot, since they have no threats.
0: Yeah. I know Beverly and I did talk about this last week in the episode, and I want to get your thoughts. What's your thoughts on Shawn Michaels as a color commentator? Because Mr. Beverly Hills really didn't like him.
3: Uh, I mean, for let's say this, during this time period, I thought he was a good, you know, collar guy, but. Well, cause I know Beverly
0: thought that Sean buried a lot of guys, a lot you know, would bury guys. Cause I know, like last week, during the Lux Luger match, Michaels would say stuff like, oh, you can tell that Lux Luger's gassed out and was, you know, making, you know, putting guys down that he doesn't like in the backstage.
3: I was going to say, I can see where Beverly was talking
0: about that. So I guess, and we also talked about, what's your thoughts on you know, having current wrestlers on the roster, say take a few weeks and be a color, you know, take a few weeks off from wrestling and be a color commentator?
3: I was going to say in ways I could see where that would work. You know, because let's say when they're out promoting movies or making movies and, you know, where they could come back feeling for a couple of weeks and you know, go back and do whatever they were doing for on the active roster. Well, kind
0: of think of it now. I just had a thought. What's your thoughts on, not I said, you know, you know making movies and all that. What's your thoughts on wrestlers having an off season? I,
3: I was gonna say that by all rights they should. You know, just like how NHL and the NFL and Major League Baseball, they all do that.
0: Yeah, because you know, look at last few weeks when Daniel Bryan and. Roman Reigns came back there, you know their pots were huge, you know granted they were out for injuries, but you know and, you know CM Punk, Finasco, how he was angry because he, did, he didn't get time off when he needed, he needed time off for you know heal up injuries and all that. Why don't you give you know certain guys three to six months off and you know that's even randomly three months, let's say three months off a year, and even if it's one month here, two months in two months. In six months or whatever, you know, like have them come back fresh. If you don't want them completely out of TV, why not have them do color commentary like Shawn Shawn Michaels did?
3: Oh right, because like how you're like you know Cena's a good one if we want to pick on him, you know for being on every
0: Monday night Raw and yeah. So why not, why not give him two? You know after WrestleMania, you know whoever he faces, given you know let's say if Cena loses, write him off for two months to let him rest up and let the fans be happy to actually see him come back. And, like, now we're, fans absolutely hate him because he gave in to Seth Rollins and let the 30 come back. Oh, right, definitely. So that, that's my opinion. I would like to see, I guess, you know, like, I, you know, it was nice to see, you know, last week and this week, because Shemek was on, on the color booth, it was nice to see one of their mid-carders slash mid-eventers still on TV but not in the room. Right. It was nice to kind of give him a... A break from performing on TV, yet still have them be relevant.
3: All right, because well, speaking, you know, how we're talking about it, like they always did it with the Undertaker for WrestleMania. How he always, you know, let up the WrestleMania, like say starting at you know Survivor Series, you know mm-hmm. where he was pick out. Well, I don't know, picking out his opponent. Would be the right wording on this one, but where he was starting with the you know for his
0: opponent. and, you know, like, then give them the, you know, time off after WrestleMania. You well, know, because like I, I know Taker's body can't handle it much more. But, yeah, it's like with Taker, you know, have certain guys around, certain, I guess, you know, certain times of the year. You know, kind of like with, like, what Brock does or, like, what Jericho does. You know, have them, come, you know, come around once in a while, you know. And have them, like what RVD, you know, be here for a few months and run them of the TV for a while. You know, get, let their bodies rest up.
3: Oh, right, because they do the same thing with Sean for when WrestleMania comes around. Yeah, well, Because they always associate Michaels with WrestleMania. With yeah. Ru- WrestleMania.
0: So, I know towards the end of Sean's career, the second time around, yeah, Sean was here for a few months and he was gone for a few months. And he'd be back for a few months and he'd be gone for a few months.
3: So, yeah, so basically uh, Michaels, he'll be coming back, you know, since Survivor Series is coming out here in a couple, what, two, three, four weeks, however it is. Survivor Series? Not, pal- not Survivor Series, pardon me. The Royal Rumble. Yeah, I mean, the Rumble will be, it'll be the Rumble,
0: few it'll be the Rumble, yeah. Then, yeah, because I know, well, Sean doesn't wrestle anymore, but I mean, back when he was still wrestling. Oh, well, right. He was gone for a few months and back for a few months and kind of like that. Oh, well, right. But Sean, yeah, well, Sean, I don't know what he'll do for this year. Last year, he didn't do nothing.
3: Well, I was going to say, the last time Sean was in... Actually, any kind of role for Mania we'll was have been tri- you know, the Triple H we'll have been and Taker match. Yeah, yeah. Twi- so
0: that would be like three years ago, Dan. Yeah.
3: yeah, well, sorry, I'm off a couple three years. Don't mind me. Whatever,
0: but uh, we, we still get your point. Where you know, you know, bring people back. You know, I guess I don't know about old timers. Well, not like, old past legends like that, but you know, like their Kurt Ross, why give them? Few month, you know, a few months off here and there because oh, they, they definitely need it, right? Right. Oh, because they put their bodies on the health on the lawn for our entertainment. Oh, definitely. So, well, we might as well wrap up the show for the week. How can the Many event status listeners uh, get a hold of you on social media?
3: Well, I was gonna say for my Twitter, I want to say it's D, Darcy seventy eight on Twitter. Yeah, on Twitter. And I was gonna say, if you guys are to do the whole Facebooking thing, uh.
0: You'll be able to find me on there somehow. So um, and then uh, for us, for Beverly Hills on Twitter, it's at Beverly Hills Mes. For me, it's at Dirty Dog Mes. That's Dog as in D A W G. Dirty Dog Mes. You can find us on Facebook, facebook.com dot com slash Status Radio. That's all one word, facebook.com dot com backslash Status Radio. You can listen to us on our website, Midevent Status Again, that's Midevent Status dot com. You can also listen to us on our SoundCloud page soundcloud.com backslash main event status radio. Again, that's soundcloud.com slash main event status radio. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Write us, review us. We want to beat the Ross Report. We want to because we're tired of Jim Ross's saucy attitude and, and all that good stuff. All that gravy stuff, I guess you can say. So, yeah, for Mr. Beverly Hills, for Daddy Sunshine, I am the Dirty Dog Darcy. We'll catch you guys next time on Main Event Status Radio.